Well, this is a perfect pairing of two scriptures uh, in that they both deal specifically with a woman and with uh, sexuality and lust. And so in the first uh, one, we hear of a woman who is a beautiful woman who was lusted after by two old men um, who were ready to have her put to death if they couldn't get their way. Well, they not only didn't get their way, they were the ones that ended up being put to death. And it probably satisfies in us a, a sense of justice, although um, anyone being put to death, I suppose, should be an ugly thing for all of us as Christian people. But in any case, this woman had great faith in God. And it's beautiful how she cries out to God, even as she's being marched on her way to be put to death. It's beautiful how the Spirit of God comes upon a mere youth, and so impressive is it that all these people say, you know, basically out of the mouth of babes comes this wisdom. Where did you get this? And hardly understanding how God had acted upon him. It's also interesting to me, there's no indication that the Spirit of God continued to hover over this boy or, or fill him all the way to the point where in, in the court scene, he is asking um, uh, probing questions that reveal the truth. But uh, apparently he is indeed the wise uh, man he is becoming as the scriptures uh, foretell. Now in the second story, the gospel, it's another woman and it's another question of lust and sin, but this time she is guilty. She has been prostituting herself and, and she's caught in the act of adultery and um, um, they're going to kill her. They're going to stone her to death. But what's different about this story is this incredible presence of mercy and forgiveness in the person of Jesus. And you all know the story. We just heard it. But, but um, twice Jesus bends down and writes on the ground. Nobody knows what he wrote. Uh, Bartlett, a famous commentator from the past, claims that maybe, probably even, he was writing down the sins of people because it's interesting how they walk away from the oldest to the youngest. So uh, the older we get, the more potential we have for sin, right? Every year, add a few more of our sins. And so perhaps that's true. That Jesus was writing down sins and as they recognized them. And maybe they were very public sins or, or suspicious sins that got revealed. But at any rate, every single person who was there to condemn is touched by God's mercy through Jesus. But in this case, they walk away because they realize their own sinfulness, or at least it's publicly proclaimed in some way by Jesus. It's an incredible scene. But then the magical moment happens. After every single one of these people who had stones in their hands, I suspect, ready to throw them, ready to kill this woman, and so justified, self-justified, we caught her in the very act. And where's the man, by the way? How come the man gets away scot-free? Hmm. Leave it to the scriptures and leave it to the histories. But in any case, this woman is the only one on trial. Every single man who was there to condemn her and was ready to kill her, walks away, convicted 
of their own sinfulness. And in that context, Jesus forgives. Jesus touches her with mercy. And it happens in such a simple way. Woman, where are they? Is there no one here left to condemn you? No one, sir. And then he frees her to leave in peace. Now I propose to you, that's exactly what Jesus is doing for us. That's exactly why we go to confession. Not to harbor over every one of our sins and, and proclaim our guilt and cry and weep about it, but to just allow Jesus to speak words of mercy. It's incredible. And what a testimony, for whatever reason in our church, for whatever reason, this got, got crystallized into sacramental form. And it, it, lucky for me, I, I was uh, just ordained the priest the year, the year that the church came out and and renewed this sacrament and changed some details about it, and some very big details. A very big detail to come into a lighted room, to have the option to go face to face or not, so that we uh, are respected for whether we need to be more private and hidden or come out and reveal ourselves completely. And what a beautiful difference Rather than to enter a confessional in complete darkness except for a teeny light, but when you kneel down, the light goes out. And then when the light comes on, when the priest opens the box, you, have to st you start, the sinner starts. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been so long since my last confession. Every word that comes out of our mouth is condemning us more. These are my sins. I've done my penance. And, and then we begin to count our sins and give the number. I lied 22, no, tw 24 times, I think. And, my goodness, kind and number was the, was the creed, kind and number. But instead, it's different. I get the chance in that box or over here when I'm hearing them to say, good evening, welcome. Let me begin with some prayer. What a different way to celebrate. In one case, before, we highlighted the, the guilt, the sin, the need for forgiveness. In the second we highlighted the welcoming power of God's presence and love in the sacrament. So here we are. We hear two women's stories. We hear incredible mercy and love and forgiveness and, and God supporting and carrying us through the valley of darkness. And we're asked to face this just a week before Holy Week so that we come into the holiest week of the year ready ready to be confronted by God's mercy, by God's love, by God's forgiveness.